The following is a production of Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. You're listening to the Green Over Everything podcast with Jonesy and my man Brown. Brown. It's time for the Green Over Everything Real Talk Wrap Up, wrapping up the third loss in a row by our green guys. Going on, it's John Brown alongside Javon Alford from Total Sports Live and DK Nation. Uh, well, I I asked you before we went on the air, were you disappointed? And you said it all depends on your expectations. Mm-hmm. I will say this uh, on the Jonesy and Brown podcast earlier this week, we had Mark Gunnels from the Mark My Words podcast and Arrowhead Pride, he pretty much predicted that the Eagles were going to get cooked. And, you know, they simmered for a, for a while during that game. <laughs> I'm not sure. For, for a while, you know, I wasn't sure I would call that a cooking. Mm-hmm. But towards the end, the Chiefs chiefed and the Eagles eagled. Yes. So, yeah, 42 to 30, eh, two touchdown lead. Uh, uh, I, I don't know if you necessarily call that a cooking, but nonetheless, it's a third straight loss for our Eagles. Mm-hmm. We don't believe in moral victories. However, I think they play, they're showing this week at home against the Chiefs was a little bit better than the showing last Monday night on uh down in Dallas. Would you agree? Yeah, 100 100%. 100%. They definitely did look much better. Um w- much better in uh, on Monday night. From Monday night, you can you can say that like you said they they weren't they they, they didn't get cooked, right? No, they <laughs> didn't get cooked. We can call the Dallas game a cooking. That was yeah, a yeah, that was a cooking. They... That, that was they pretty were, embarrassing. They, that was they, bad. Were, they were sitting in Smoke Force One cooking. <laughs> oh, not Smoke Force One. <laughs> not, but yeah, the the, the lead uh, the wings were browned. It was it was yes. it was it was plump and juicy. It was a good it was a good cooking on Monday. But we moved forward. You had the I mean, it's still yes, the Chiefs were one and two. Mm-hmm. Had a couple of bad losses. And one thing that we had talked about leading up to this was the fact that the Chiefs needed some get right. On their schedule comes the Philadelphia Eagles, a young team, yep. uh, not a lot of expectations, kind of trying to see, you know, still trying to figure things out. And this was an opportunity for Kansas City to get right. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, it, it was it was the perfect get right game. And I think, you know, like you said, uh, it, it wasn't. It was. It was. It, when you saw this game on the schedule, you were thinking, "All right, if the Eagles can somehow make it to two and one by this part, you would be. You would be okay." Mm-hmm. But now the way that they now you see where they come up in the schedule against KC, you just kind of. I don't want to say expected for the worst, but it was just like, just hold on for impact. We'll see what happens in this game, mm-hmm. and you gotta be. You know. You got to be encouraged because the, the way they play on Monday night was demoralizing, right? Yeah. Like they just looked like they just had their souls taken from them. They were just mm-hmm. crushed. They were they were basically getting beat on both sides of the of the football, right? But you look at today's game and you can say that 
one side of the football kind of pretty much quit and didn't know what to do. And just they were playing super conservative. Let me say that super conservative. They were playing on um, on defense. But offensively, I have to say, you know, you got to give them credit for not buckling like they kept on. They kept on pushing your quarterback. You know, he had some throws where you where, you know, he really wants those back. But you can tell that there was a concerted effort to not duplicate what they did last week against Dallas and to actually, you know, make some plays, do the things that worked for you in week one against mm-hmm. the Atlanta Falcons. The, you know, the up-tempo, the, the the quick passes, you know. Everybody was criticizing Jalen Hurts for not throwing the ball in the middle of the field. We saw a lot of action middle of the field. Mm-hmm. He got the tight ends involved. I mean, there was plays to be made. You know, it was just – it was just penalties. Penalties killed him a lot in this yeah. game. And that's something that, you know, I know that y'all harp mm-hmm. on a, a lot of times, you know, during the week and even on this show, just talking about how penalties and how they have really doomed this team from taking them, taking away points in this game taking that they away, needed. Taking away points, at least three touchdowns called back by uh, penalties in this game. Yep. And I think that's a sign of being undisciplined. And mm-hmm. now you're, as you're, you're now a month into the season. Month into the season, what a fourth of the season now gone. Yep. Now you're starting to get. T- now it's it's t- you're seeing trends. These are no longer abominations. These are no longer things that you can say. All right, this was this was just week one, or this was just week two. Now you're starting mm-hmm. to see trends. You're seeing undisciplined football once again, with an opportunity to to grasp the brass ring, despite the fact. Well-known Eagles insider Derek Gunn said he is not capable of grasp, grasping the brass ring. You see another defensive penalty by Derek Barnett. Yeah. I think the the Chiefs put the Eagles' lack of a linebacker on display. Basically, yes. I mean, basically showed for the entire league that the Eagles linebacking core is barbecue chicken and you can come to Philadelphia and eat handily every week. All I those mean, screen passes, it. passes in the flats. Like, look, you just got linebackers that can't get from sideline to sideline. They can't they have no speed to the ball. You throw out there, you know, you're going to get five, six, seven, eight yards. Yeah, I mean, the only linebacker that can get sideline to sideline, right, is Alex Singleton. He's the only one. But he does, he can't account for, you know, two other linebackers. You know, Eric Wilson, they signed in the, in the, in the offseason to a one-year deal, haven't really been that, you know, that guy for them in the middle that they've mm-hmm. still been searching for since Jeremiah Trotter, Sir, right? They're still searching for that guy in the middle. And he's not and he's not there. Jeremiah Trotter's son is about to be in the league. That's how long he's been out the game. Right, and that's, that's how long the Eagles still long, have not addressed the linebacker. Unit. And it's ridiculous. And it's like now, <sighs> jury is still out on, jury is still out on Jalen Hurts. Carson Wentz played today. Look, look decent. <sighs> All you can hope for, maybe you you get that first round pick from the, from from the Wentz deal. You know, all things if if all things turn up, Eagles what that three first round picks uh, in 2022, potentially get a linebacker, please. Yeah. 
Yes. Yes. Please. You spent you spent you spent the last couple of years spending high draft picks on your offense. Now it's time to start stockpiling and putting that back in that defense. You know, Get no more back. getting defensive line. No more getting defensive linemen mm-hmm. and filling up that because you can find those guys later. Mm-hmm. But you need those impact players yes. at linebacker. I mean, we look at the Dallas Cowboys, right? They got an impact player, Micah Parsons, who was a linebacker coming out of Penn State, but he has the skill and versatility to put his hand on the playmaker. Yeah, yeah. Right. And this, to cause havoc. This is something that me and Jonesy have talked about before. In our hatred, as fans, in our hatred for other teams in the NFC East. I hate the Dallas Cowboys because they're going to make me hate Micah Parsons. I don't want to hate Micah Parsons because yep. he was one of my favorite players at Penn State. He was a beast at Penn State, and he's and the Dallas Cowboys are going to make me hate that man. It's the same way the Giants made me hate Saquon Barkley, and I don't want to hate Saquon Barkley. But that yeah. that, that man is a beast. Now I'm not. Now look, you will ne- you won't not never hear me say <laughs> we shouldn't have got Devonta Smith in the first right. in, in the first round. Right, right. I'm not going that far. I'm not. I'm saying you know it sucks we ain't get Micah Parsons. But I'll take Devontae Smith. And I it was, a win, it was a win-win for both sides. Yeah. It was a win-win yeah. for both yeah. sides. You, I, couldn't, you, you, couldn't, you couldn't win either way. Mm-hmm. Like, no team wasn't coming out in that way. It's just that yeah. the Eagles, you know, you yeah. can't you can look at the Parsons thing and say they could have, but then you lost a look at the previous years where they just didn't yeah. neglect to do that. They kind of try to put band-aids over the situation, yeah. right? They bring in Eric Wilson, they find, you know, a reliable starter in Alex Singleton. They got they drafted Davion Taylor in the third round. He's been there, but not really there. And then you add, you know, then they wasn't it the year before this the same offseason they signed Javon Hargrave, they signed Jatavis Brown, but then he retires out of nowhere. So yeah. you just look at it, it's just been, you know, just a rolling door at linebacker. And like yeah. you said, they will continue to get exposed in that spot. Luckily they didn't get exposed by Traces by uh, Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. They kind of kept him under wraps, but Trying you see kept, what happens when you yeah, throwing keep out, Travis yeah. Kelsey under wraps. Yeah. You you kept Travis Kelsey under wraps, but Tyreek Hill goes out there and has and, and and the problem is it's like Tyreek Hill is one of those players where it's like I don't believe I I, I find it hard to come out here and really rip on Nelson and Slay. You know, Hills a beast. Hills is going. Hill is is going to get his more times than not. What do you have? Uh, 186 yards, three touchdowns. That's a normal day for him on yeah. most weeks. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, that's just great players being great. Mm-hmm. But the fact still remains. This. I'm looking. I got the defensive, defensive stat sheet. Fletcher Cox isn't on it. Nope. Oh, let's see here. Uh, Only one is Javon Hargrave, really. Yeah, Ryan Kerrigan, not on it. Nope. I didn't even see him in the game. Did he even, yeah, did he yeah, even he, play? Yeah, he got on the game. I think he got held once. But yeah. nonetheless, I mean, Josh Sweat, one tackle, one assist. Not good enough. Derek Barnett, one tackle, three assists. And a penalty. Not Bad good penalty, enough. not good enough. And then that's it. We knew that losing Brandon Graham 
would be a hit to this defensive line. But for them to just come out, for for them to lose Brandon Graham and now look complete, that front four to look completely inept like it does, that's crazy to me. That's crazy. That, that's crazy. And there are times when that front seven just looks lost. And, and they look lost and they're not getting pressure. You not know, pressure. that's the thing, right? That thing that we, that's the thing that we said about this defense, right? It was like, okay, you got Anthony Harris. You got Rodney McLeod coming back. You got Steven Nelson. You got Slay. You're like, all right, the second – you got Avante Max playing in the slot. You're like, okay, the secondary isn't as bad as it was last year. It has some upgrades. Your line just has to get pressure. It has to create pressure. And again, when you don't, you see you see what happened in the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, the last three weeks, really. The last three weeks, you're not getting pressure. So it's, a, it's allowing teams to put together long drives and to just basically pick apart your defense. When Josh Sweat is not getting, not getting, you know, not getting pressure and getting sacks, you know, not even quarterback hits. Like I don't even care if you get a sack, you got to get quarterback hits. You that that means you're creating some type of pressure. They're not doing that. I mean, and and this is something that's going to hamper this team because when you don't get pressure, it puts everything else in your back seven just in the wide to just get exposed. And it's going to start with that linebacker unit. Every single week, and it does not get easier for this team as they have the, the Carolina Panthers coming up on the road, and then they're back here at home against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And if you thought it was bad with the Chiefs and the Cowboys, how do you think it's going to be with Tom Brady? Going to pick this team apart. Going to pick this defense apart. If I'm Tom Brady, I'm going into the film room. I'm looking. When Tom Brady goes into the film room to 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 study this Eagles team. He's looking at a he's looking at barbecue chicken. That's what he's looking at. Fact of the matter is Eagles defense not getting pressure at all. Uh linebacker slow to get to the ball. I mean, sometimes it just felt like it's Nelson and Slay and 10 guys. And that yeah. was and, and honestly, you got to it was one thing week 1 against Atlanta. When it seemed like it was the defense was bend but don't break. Mm-hmm. Now it's break they don't bend. Yep. Uh, did, I don't think I don't think the did, did the Chiefs punt at all. No, no punts. No, no punts. punts. How does that's the team horrible. go? How does the team go an entire game not punt? Well, at least the Eagles didn't punt, so that's I guess I, mean, that's the, I guess that's the good thing. <laughs> but you can't win games but in the shootout in the yeah. NFL. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, that brings up uh, that, that brings up a point. So, uh, my man Sonny watching the game said we settled for field goals instead of touchdowns. See, early in the early in the game on offense, and we can shift uh, we can shift the conversation to the offense for a little bit. It seemed like it, it, it's crazy because I'm I'm watching the game, and I don't know how many times I called Nick Sirianni Doug. I'm like Doug, what are you doing? Why are you why are you going for this? <laughs> What is Doug doing? And it, but were you? I mean, how did you feel about them taking them taking the chances, going forward on fourth down as as often as they did? A couple of times they did, they were able to convert, but nonetheless, I feel like it, it's a dangerous trend. It's something that he's going to fall in love with. Some are are you when you're in those situations? Are you more along the lines? Hey, take the points. Or go for it all because you, you got the defending uh, AFC champion, two-time AFC championship uh, champions in your building. 
and you got to take whatever you got. You got to take the chances. I mean, where do you stand on that? It depends, right? Like, if you're going up against a team like the Chiefs, and I think we've seen this consistently with every team the Chiefs have played so far this season, every all four downs is is on the board. Like, there is no fourth down. There is no kicking a field goal. Like, you have to get point. You have to, you know, convert. And luckily for the Eagles, they had really a lot of good chances, but we saw what happened, right? It got wiped out by penalties, which mm-hmm. took touchdowns off the board. So you have to settle for field goals. I think there is where ways you could you have to sell field goals. Like the first time, first offensive drive, I think where they go down go down the field and hurts. You know, misses a misses a, misses the throw to hurts. You know, taking that three mm-hmm. points right there, perfect. Just get yourself on the board. Reward yourself with the drive, saying, "All right, we got down the field. We can move down the field." Mm-hmm. Now it's just about executing. And that's one thing that they couldn't do. They couldn't execute against one of the worst red zone defenses in the NFL, right? In the NFL this season, so far in the Chiefs, they couldn't execute, and it was and it was predominantly because of penalties. Mm-hmm. When you when 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 you're getting called for you know penalties on pick plays, you know guys moving guys, you know offensive linemen down illegal man downfield mm-hmm. with, with Andre Dillard, he was called consecutively for a, for a few penalties. In yeah, a row, it wasn't yeah. his greatest of games. It wasn't mm-hmm. his greatest of games. Mm-hmm. And Go ahead. when you do when when you do that, it just it just it just kills all the momentum. Because now, mm-hmm. when you when when they were usually going for fourth down, right, it seemed like they were in a rhythm. They were just like, all right, boom, 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 second, third down. All right, we just got the third down. It's fourth and short. All right, everybody gets mm-hmm. to the line. Let's run, let's run, let's run. And a penalty would just derail it. So it was like, well. Our fourth down play that we've going to use, it might not be good here. Mm-hmm. So we need to just run off the field goal team and try. I mean, that works sometimes, but like when you go against teams like the Chiefs and when you go against teams, you know, like like the like the Cowboys and probably like the Bucks, you gotta every point every every possession is every possession is is, is precious. You saw I mean you you saw. We watched we watched the game together. You saw an offensive line decimated. Mm-hmm. Is Jason Jason Kelsey's your only week one uh, starter still in the lineup? For the most part, I thought they kept Hurts kind of clean. He did take a uh, he did take a sack uh, in the second half, and you saw the the two uh, illegal man downfield penalties on Dillard. But overall, I thought there was a good showing. I think they did the offense did exactly what you pointed out. They kind of got Jalen hot early, quick passes, not a lot of seven uh seven step drops. Those quick passes out, get you know, kind of following what they did week one. And I thought they got away from that week two because I feel yep. like coaches, I feel like coaches fall in love with a quarterback's athleticism. Yep. When a quarterback proves that he is an athlete, an athletic guy, and when you seem to have an athletic quarterback in your, you know, in your grasp, in your, in your, uh, uh, QB room. They kind of, they're more willing to try and lean on their athleticism as far, instead of letting him get comfortable. And I feel like that's what happened week two. That's what happened week three. And it kind of got back to that on, in week four, where you saw them playing to his strengths. And I thought, Jalen Hurts looked a lot more, uh, a lot more comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked. He, he if you're if you're an Eagles fan, I think you have to be encouraged from how he played mm-hmm. against the Cowboys, where just everything just not to say that he seemed frazzled, but it was just like 
It's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. In this game, you know, he really like he like you said, he got the ball out quick. He took what the defense gave him. Yes. He didn't force it. He just mm-hmm. it's okay. And I think this is something that young quarterbacks I think have to process when when in the game. And that's hard for us to say, right, because they're not playing quarterback. Mm-hmm. But I think for young quarterbacks, you know, they just have to take what's given to them. If the check down is there, that's okay, right? Mm-hmm. You want to pick up completions. You want to pick up, you know, four yards here, five yards there. Because we saw a lot of the times when Hurts took the check down to the tight ends, to the running backs, mm-hmm. even to his wide receivers, they were able to create yards after the catch and, yes. and create those explosive plays, right? What we saw in week one. Week one, they didn't take the big shots and deep shots. Mm-hmm. They, a lot of their explosive plays were created off of the short passing game, which helped them, you know, come away with that victory. So I think for the Eagles going forward, I think we see right now, right, week one, week four, there is a key to success with this offense. Now you just have to find somehow, some way, and this is still ridiculous that they still have not figured out how to mesh the running game with that all together. <sighs> I heard a lot of speculation on why it seems like Sirianni is unwilling to trust Miles Sanders with the ball. Miles Sanders, seven attempts, 13 yards today. It's not going to cut it. Gainwell, three attempts, 31 yards. Even if you want to say, you know, even if you want to employ the, the, the two, the two man game, which a lot of teams do. That's, you know, still 10 rushes for 44 yards ain't going to cut it. Nope. And it's like, it seemed, I thought Miles Sanders caught the ball out of the backfield fine. Yes. I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I've heard that might be a concern. His ability. But it seemed like that was way overblown. Yeah, at this that, point. that's what that's what I'm saying. It's like I, I don't see that problem. I don't see that that is an issue. You know, what is the problem here? And, and it's like I I get the concept. Well, you have to be able to get the concept at this point in time <laughs> that you know are you know the the. the the short passes out the backfield, mm-hmm. you know, the screens or whatever, they work just like runs. I, I, I understand that. Here, After Andy Reid, Chip Kelly, Doug Peterson, and now Nick Sirianni, the fourth coach who's, who, who's done that, you ain't got to tell us. That's not something you got to sell. You don't got to sell this fan base on the concept that throwing – Throwing to your running back out the backfield works like runs. But at some exactly. point in time, you got to hand the ball off and you just got to run over the tackles. Yeah. Yeah. Or, no, or if you, you got do. A, or if you got a speedy guy like 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 Sanders or, or Gainwell, get him to the outside. There, there's a lot. I mean, how and also how about we have not seen Boston Scott on offense at all this mm-hmm. season? He has gone completely on ice. And that I in in that puzzling too, because that's the guy too that has a skill set which I believe that can help this offense. He can he's shown that he can catch the ball at the backfield. He's shown that he can run inside the tackles. Mm-hmm. We've seen this, and we've seen it with all three running backs that they can run inside the tackles. And I think what happens, I guess, is that people believe that the NFL has become this super passing league, right? Yeah. Which it has yep. to a yeah. to a to a to a full to an extent, to an extent. Yeah. right? 
But we see, what are we seeing? We're still seeing the teams that have the most success are running the football. Mm-hmm. The Kansas City Chiefs, they have a prolific passing game. But, but Clyde still- Edwards-Hilaire still had 17 carries for 102 yards. Um, I'm trying to think who else. The Cardinals, they have a very explosive offense. Kyler mm-hmm. Murray, yep. DeAndre Hopkins, yep. Christian Kirk, et cetera, et cetera. But they still are running the ball with James Conner and Chase Edmonds, two mm-hmm. running backs. I think we can go on and on outside of Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they just don't know how to run the fo- football. Mm. But, <laughs> but the still, Eagles but, are but, not none of those teams. But still, they nonetheless, run the Tampa Bay Bucks can still hand the ball off to Leonard Fournette, and he can still get you. He can still get you yards. Yes, you know, yes. and 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 nonetheless, if the Bucks give up on the run, they still have a guy named Tom Brady that they can lean on who can, you know, right. pull plays. And, and, they, have, and yeah. they have Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, yeah. and Antonio Brown, yeah. and Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We ain't got them guys. Not we yet. Don't have, we we, <laughs> we don't have those guys. You know, maybe down the line. You know, Zach Ertz is still a beast. Right. Dallas Goddard is still a beast. You know, we don't know what we have in Miles Sanders yet because we won't give him the ball. And this is a guy in Miles Sanders who had, I think, what, his first two years, he's had at least almost a thousand rushing yards. You just don't do that, right? Yeah. You just don't you just don't wake up and be like, all right, I'm gonna rush for almost a thousand yards in back to back seasons. You know how you I, just don't do that. You know how I you know how I hate narratives, but sometimes you gotta feed that beast. Sometimes you gotta you know, you you, you gotta <laughs> sometimes you gotta go there. Is Nick Sirianni in over his head? Is this coach in, in over his head? I, some, sometimes I feel like he is. Yeah. Sometimes I think he he looks over he 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 looks overmatched. Mm-hmm. At a lot of times, I think sometimes he tries to make things super complex. It just mm-hmm. looks like it's just too much for him at, at at this time. And I don't know if that's because he was in a place in Indianapolis where he was the offensive coordinator, but mm-hmm. he didn't really call plays. Yeah. Now you're the head coach. Now you're the head guy. You're the you're head calling guy. plays you're, to an extent. Exactly. You're the head coach. He is calling the plays. He he wanted yeah. this is what he wanted. This is how right. he wanted it to be. And now we're we're a month into the season. But we're, I don't know if it should have been that way. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying we're we're a month into the season. And and it was like I, I didn't want to come out and ask this question after week one or week two mm-hmm. or whatever. Now we're a month. We've got four games. We watched four games at now is it time to start saying, "Hey, man, maybe maybe somebody else needs to be calling these plays." I'm sitting here looking at I'm looking at this offense right now, and I guess you know it's it's one thing to say, uh, you know this this is this is Sirianni's team, you know mm-hmm. he he wanted to build the staff the way he wanted to build it, and I, you know and, and or to the extent that how he would let him. You know, however you want to look at it, but I'm sitting yeah. here looking at this team with an inability to run the ball, and I'm sitting there like, "Wow, you just let Deuce go to Detroit." You know, you exactly. telling me you telling me Deuce couldn't uh, call better uh, call better offense than this? I'm pretty sure he could. Deuce, Deuce Staley I'm couldn't. Sure could. Deuce Staley couldn't give you this. You let Deuce walk out the door for this. You passed I him mean, up time after time after time after time. And, I mean, and this I mean, is what we got. I mean, I mean, I mean Anthony Lynn. I mean, come on. Look at look at how Detroit, even though Detroit's a bad team, look how they use their running backs. <laughs> in both in both at in both ways. Two running backs. Two running backs. Wow. That's amazing. We got it's a foreign th- concept. We got three running backs who are capable. And a fourth sitting on the practice squad, just sitting there. 
cooking, just sitting there. That makes no sense to me. And at this point now, you look at that, then you look at this defense that just can't – That I feel like I sent you a text while we're watching the game. I'm like, this defense plays like they just like being on the field. Like, no, we don't want to get off. You know, it gets to the point where if it's third and short, I feel like just give them the first down. Yeah. Just give them the first – you know, it's a minor formality. They're not stopping anybody. They're not getting off the fo- – they're not getting off the field. And it's like it, it it's crazy because, you know, you, I pointed out how Kansas City didn't punt, and then you point, pointed out that the Eagles didn't punt either. But the fact that a man, it in the end the results were different. Yeah, it's a forty-two to thirty game, and that thirty came at the end of the game. Right. So you, you know, if you had twenty-three, yeah, and like Jonesy said on this show many a times, if your offense can score you seventeen or more points, you should win the game. Mm-hmm. He should win. So you got a defense. You you have a defense with a front four that can't get any pressure. Getting dumb penalties, dumb penalties by guys who've been in the league for a long time. At this point in time, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. Like Derek Barnett's not a. I mean, he's younger, right? But he, he's not young in he's, NFL yeah. experience. Yeah, this guy's played in the Super Bowl, played at the highest level, getting you dumb penalties. Dumb penalties in a year where he's playing for a contract. Yeah. Josh Sweat just got paid now. I need a magnifying glass to find him on the sheet. The only one, the only one that's the only one that's showing up right now is Javon Hargrave. Hargrave and four guys. He's but, the saving grace of his defensive line. Yeah. But even that's not enough because we're seeing this run defense just get just ran got- all over. The last two games, and that's not good because we know in the past, right? We knew in the past with these Eagle defense, even with Jim Schwartz, mm-hmm. that the that the pass defense is suspect. Yep. But at least the run defense yeah. is going to you not get bludgeoned the entire game. That was hilarious, like you said, 14, 14 rushes for one hundred and two yards. That just makes it worse. Tyreek Hill, twelve targets, eleven receptions, one hundred eighty-six yards catching. Patrick Mahomes, 278 yards, five touchdowns. You out here, you out here making highlight reels for players. Yeah. This team is out here making highlight reels for players. It could have been worse. Like when you hear Patrick Mahomes had five touchdowns, you're thinking he threw four, maybe 400 yards. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But on the flip side, it was your quarterback that threw for 400 yards. (laughs) 387 yards for uh, Jalen Hurts. Two touchdowns, no interceptions. Well, he lucked out because he almost had one that was a bad. That would had that uh, that catch that was called uh, that was ended up calling it uh, incomplete pass. Had that been called an interception, that would have been bad. That would have probably, you know, that that's that goes along the lines of what Jonesy had been talking about uh, for with uh, Hertz for the last couple of weeks, just bad decision-making, bad throws. That was a terrible throw. He lucked out. Yeah, Guy dropped quarter, it. We, 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 we know every quarterback has those moments. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> always that one bad throw, and yeah. you hope you don't get caught with yep, it, right? Yep, like, yep, yep. He, he, hope, definitely, hope. he definitely lucked out. So another bad loss, three in a row. Early thoughts, can they turn it around next week against Carolina? I mean, I, I – I, I think in comparison to what they – if the offense plays the way that they played today, 
then I think they got a shot against Carolina. Carolina's going back home. They haven't been back. They haven't been they haven't been home since week two. Um mm. week two, that's where they uh, I think they that's where they beat the Saints in dominating fashion. Um I think it's gonna be a very good game. I think again, it's gonna really it's gonna it's gonna be up to that Eagle defense, right? Mm. It's gonna be, you know, you're not going against Clyde Edwards Hilaire, you're not going against Ezekiel Elliott, you're going against Chuba Hubbard, a rookie. And Chuba isn't bad, <laughs> but you gotta you you got you gotta stop the run. And it also is going to fall in that secondary. You thought going up against Amari Cooper, CD Lamb, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Dalton Schultz, Blake Jarwin in week mm-hmm. two, and then you turn around with Tyreek Hill and Kelsey in seven week three. Mm-hmm. I mean, in week four. Now you're going to have to go against DJ Moore, who's been one of the best wide receivers in the league um, this season. Robbie Anderson, who's been quiet. <laughs> so that only means one thing, right? Mm-hmm. He's going to have to break out game <laughs> against it. Against the Eagles, and, and, and the thing about it is, and you're going against a well-coached team that Matt Rule has yep, had now for the second for his second definitely, season. Definitely, you got a team coming off their first loss of the season. Kind of, uh, they pull they pull closer towards the end. I'm not once again score might not be as close as the game was because I'm sorry, right. Cowboys looked like they were in in control that whole game. Hey. But nonetheless, that was that was their first loss of the season. But you're looking at wins against the Jets. You're looking at wins against the Saints. Looking at wins against the Texans. So you're not quite sure. You're not quite sure how tested are. the Carolina Panthers are. But I think at this point now, as fans, as people who've now watched a month of Eagles football, we know who this team is. Yeah, your we, record we, indicates you're, who you are. Yeah, yeah. we're one in four for a reason. Because the Atlanta Falcons well, is well, Atlanta, one and three. One and three. Sorry, yeah, you're, you're I mean, right, I mean, right. it could be one and four. You know, it could be one and four by this time next week. Now, yeah, I don't want to be called no negative Nancy or anything like that. But I not, mean, but you but, could be there. Yeah, we we could be there, and you know, it's it's a a road test, and it's time. It's this is a good test to see how well how can this team fix some of the problems. Yep. Yep. If they can figure out ways to get some pressure, take away the self-inflicted wounds. If you know, you might be able to, to to go on the road and get a good, strong road victory this week. I don't, I don't know if you can. But I mean, it, if, if, if they, they only if they only have if I'll say this if they only have less than five penalties, they will give themselves a chance to win next okay. week. <laughs> I will take that. I will take that. Can give me a game with no penalties on Andre uh on Derek Barnett. Yeah. Give me a, <laughs> a, a give me a Derek Barnett penalty less game. And they'll have a chance to win. Because I feel like Barnett play, Barnett plays with an attitude, but it's an attitude that will annoy you if he's not actually making plays. Yeah, it has to be directed, right? Yeah, His attitude yeah. and stuff, because because we can because we seen in this game. I mean, we even saw in the Dallas game, he was able to get pressure. He was able to really get into the backfield. It's just by the yeah. time he got there, the ball's gone. Ball's or he's having gone. a penalty. Yeah, ball's gone. He gets there, but he still needs to shove the quarterback to the ground. Come on, bruh. Right. You got to rein it in. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like I understand, you know, you want to be that intimidating factor. That's what you want from your edge rushers. You want somebody, you know, you want people that will strike a little bit of fear. But if all you're doing is getting to the play late and then shoving the guy, that's not fear. Nobody yeah. fears that. 
Yeah, and you also got you got got to have your head up when you're pass rushing. You can't have your head down, and because even 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 if even if you weren't meaning to go low on Patrick Mahomes, and you got pushed. You gotta yeah, you gotta you just gotta, gotta, gotta watch know time and situation. Mm-hmm. You time gotta and watch where you gotta watch where you're going, bro. Because honestly, now Barnett has a reputation, mm-hmm. so that's something that's going to get called on him from time to time that's that's just how it's going to be that's just how it works you know it's like they're looking to throw that flag against him so he has to be smarter than that that's why look i'll take that as the first stepping stone give me a Derek barnett penalty less game then i think it's possible uh, okay it's possible you know <laughs> faster write that down i should i'm not gonna do it right now so but I mean, me, you, I mean, you should. <laughs> if Derek Bart, give me, give me a penniless game. Give me a penalty-less Derek- game. This is what I need. I'm write this down. What I Eagles, need. Right. <laughs> give me a Derek Barnett penalty-less game. All right, so that's one. That's one. I need. Pressure. Yep. On the QB. Because at Sam th- Darnold, aka Vanilla Vic, as I call him. <laughs> <laughs> Vanilla Vic. That's funny. Hey, look, he man. You got five rushing touch. He got five rushing touch. Hey, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Is he for real? I think. I think he plays in a quarterback friendly offense. Let's just say that. Okay. I, mean, I think he's better than I think he's better than what he's shown in when he was in New York. I okay. will say that. Is and he's he, got the weapons to do so. Is that an upgrade over Teddy Bridgewater? No. Okay. okay. I think you're getting just the same quarterback, really. Okay. It's a lateral move in your opinion. Yeah, hundred okay. percent. All right. Nonetheless, Eagles need to get pro- uh, get some pressure on that on that man. There's two. There, there's two. Uh, let's see. Miles yeah. Sanders has to have at yeah. least ten carries. Golly, yeah. All right, there you go. There, there, there's our three. What what we need for next week? Ten carries for Miles. All right. I'd love to say know, five, but I felt like five was too <laughs> five is too low. You know what? <laughs> I would say it, I'm going to say at least ten carries for Miles next week because they'll give him ten and then just completely forget about him. That's how it started. That's how this game started, right? It was like, oh, they're running the they're ball. They're running and the ball. Yeah, like, all right. You know. And then it kind of went away. And this is a and this was a Carolina defense coming into today's game, which had one of the better run defenses mm-hmm. in the league. But again, we have to see. You got to test play. it. You still got to test it. Play. You got to yeah. test it. You know, and, I mean, and, the Cowboys tested it. Look at Zeke Elliott. Mm-hmm. Ran all over him. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll get into that. We'll talk about it. And hopefully next week we'll talk about maybe an Eagles up road upset win. Maybe. I mean, they need it. They need it at this point. They absolutely do. Because it would, or, he'll be in the, or, or, or Sirianni will be in the pressure cooker. At what point now? This is this is Jeffrey Lurie has never been a guy to to, to uh, not to give a, a coach an opportunity. 
This is true. You know, let's see. Well, you know, Andy got Andy. You know, Andy got Andy's Yeah. You know, yeah, but yeah, even, yeah. you know, Chip Kelly got, what, three years? Two? Three. Two. Yeah, but, but two years out of the playoffs. He made the playoffs his very first season. Then two losing yep. seasons. Then two, I should say losing seasons, but uh, two seasons not in the playoffs. And yep. even Doug, you know, well, Doug, you know, Doug won it all, but still. Missed, missed it the first year. Yeah, missed it the first year. So he got he got another year. I don't know if you could start saying hot seat if they start one and nah. four. But to to the point that you made, it is definitely a pressure cooker. I mean, it, I, I mean, it wouldn't. I mean, to be like, I don't know. This might this might this might be crazy to say, but if this Eagles team, this is gonna be grim. <laughs> Mm-hmm. If this Eagles team somehow goes like three and three and fourteen or mm-hmm. two and fifteen, uh, four and thirteen, uh, uh, maybe well, you, I, I, you, you might hear that you might. I don't. I don't think the front. I don't think the front office will feel that way. But we oh, know but how. Fan, oh yeah, the fans will be ready to. Right. We know how the fans, go. the radio stations, they will start. If I may running that up. If I may quote the late great notorious B.I.G., somebody's got to die. Somebody's got to fall on the sword. I, I, but I think honestly, if you if you start to, if you start talking worst case scenarios and what mm-hmm. it would take to to make a change, I think it's how they lose. Yeah, you look correct. at how, you look at how they lost to the Cowboys, how they lost to the Chiefs, where you're looking at. Point, 21 points taken off the board. Mm-hmm. You're looking at dumb defensive penalties. You're looking at times where you where you're sitting there, you're you're watching a coach be out coached. Yep. That's when the hot that's when you gotta start calling for somebody's job. If you're just yep. sitting there and you're just being outmatched, you know, every week you're going up against better teams. If you start to see some improvement, that's, I, that's the king. Then That's I think, the yeah, Then I think Sirianni's fine, right? Because you saw, because you saw the improvement from the offense, right? We can mm-hmm. say that there was drastic improvement mm-hmm. from last week to this yeah. week outside and, of the running game. And, and, now it has to happen on defense. That's the next yes. step. And, the next and, step has and, to happen. And maybe worst case scenario, you might have to make some changes to your coaching staff. Maybe, yeah. you know, maybe Gannon ain't the guy to run this. You know this. This defense, maybe yeah, this this zone, this zone scheme is not working the, no. the greatest. No, and maybe you need a, maybe you need a veteran uh, a veteran presence on that coaching staff. This whole yeah. staff is young. These I mean, we're talking about a coaching staff younger than me. You know, it's, yeah. these these guys are age. Yeah, I mean so, Sirianni's what 40? 40. <laughs> 40. The quarterback coach is what, like in his early thirties. The special team coach is like in his early exactly thirties, mid thirties. Exactly. Nick Sirianni's home watching this podcast right now on YouTube. Like, what is this old man talking about? (laughs) He's looking at me talk about him and his game plan. He's like, "Yo, this old man doesn't know what he's talking about." But I'm fine. I'm good. But none. But nonetheless. We will see. So you know, there needs to be some improvement, and I'm not quite. I'm not quite sure 
if their oppor- if the opportunities are going to be there. You're looking at you're looking at Carolina, you're looking at Tampa Bay, you're looking at Vegas. Mm-hmm. I you know, and that's before Detroit. There, the, the the crazy part is there's winnable games in that mix, right? Yeah. There yeah. is, right? Mm-hmm. Like Carolina, like you said, they're three and one, but are they a real three, three and, and one? one right? Yep. Um, Tampa Bay, you you might as well just mark that as an L. Like they're they're they're, they're not gonna they're not gonna win that game. Mm-hmm. Vegas, Vegas in Vegas on that turf, there's. You you with that speed, you could you could do something. Mm-hmm. You could do something. Mm-hmm. In Lions, Detroit, I mean, Lions going lion. You know, well, th- there's always a chance for the Lions to lion. Yes. So because they because they took the Ravens to the brink. Yep. <laughs> yep. But then they mm-hmm. and, and well, and, not I can't even say they lion. That was just they just got beat by a historic game, yeah. uh, field goal. So I mean, they ain't going lion. The Lions could beat the Eagles. You never know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because, yeah the lineback- because the linebackers can't cover TJ Hawkinson, DeAndre Swift, and Jamal Williams. Mm-hmm. And Jared Goff goes off for 300. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. <laughs> Let's see. That game- oh, that game's on the road. So, it's not even DeAndre Swift coming home to Philly. So, all right. I was going to say. Well, that that might have been a bad idea because yeah. then he might really go off. Yeah. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. All right. Well, look, man. We will talk about that next week. Uh, what you got going? What you got going on? I know, I know, you got a whole new podcast coming up. What's what's coming up in the world of Javon? What you got this week? Um, yeah, pretty much this week. Um, you know, same old, same old, same old, same old over here. Uh, TSO podcast. We'll be recording later this week to go over everything that happened last happened in this game, and looking forward to the Carolina game, and then yeah, new podcast uh, with me and Keaton Nichols talking a uh, fancy. Uh, football mixed in with a little bit of DFS mixed in with a little bit of a uh, sports sports betting sports betting too. Mm-hmm. So we got a little bit of everything that will be um, we'll be recording that like twice a week. So it'll be nice. a, so it'll be a review show of everything that just happened in week four, and mm-hmm. then we'll try to hit everybody later in the week with things and stuff that they need to watch out for in what would this be week five. So yeah, awesome. so pretty much that's pretty much everything going on. Awesome, 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 and once again. Jonesy and Brown podcast later on this week. Uh, I would tell you who we got as a guest, but we ain't booked them yet. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. Got, got to find the Carolina Panthers person. I, I got to. I, I, I don't. I don't know. Any. I know. <laughs> I was trying. I was trying I to think. I was trying to think I, myself. I, 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 exactly. <laughs> you know. It, it just, and, and the thing is now with, 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 with social media and and different chat groups and and mm-hmm. there, it's easy. There's never been a better time to network and meet people and 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 collect resources. And that yes. being said, I don't know anybody <laughs> who covers the Carolina Panthers. Like finding somebody to cover the Chiefs was easy, and it was crazy. You know, we we had Mark Gunnels on this week, and he's with Arrowhead Pride. Do you remember when we talked to a guy from Arrowhead Pride when we were still doing best yes. in the world? So Mark yep. knew Mark knew that dude. So we were just sitting there talking to him, like, yeah, you remember a couple years ago we had another guy on, but now, yeah. So we, I got I got a day a day or two to find somebody. If not, you know, it might be Jonesy and Brown with Jonesy and Brown. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Either way, it's going to be a good podcast. We're going to have some fun. Yes. But yes. nonetheless, you tell us what you think of this podcast. Hit us up Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at BITW Sports or at Jonesy and Brown. That is Javon Offer from TSL, Total Sports Live, and DK Nation. My name is John Brown. Remember, check me out, phillygoflow.com, 2 to 6, Monday through Friday. Hey, thanks for checking out the Green Over Everything podcast. He was lost again. Maybe maybe things will change. I, I don't know. But we'll be back next week. Peace, y'all. You feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, go to soundcloud.com slash B-I-T-W sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. <laughs>